We're back for college basketball. Hot off a five and one start to the show picks here. Uh, we got the other day on Tuesday as well. I feel like we should have had Mondays. So, I mean, I feel like we're starting off okay there. The A grades have struggled on Monday, but I think uh, we talked about this with the Discord people that the uh, same thing happened last year. First day was just kind of wonky, but we were in the positive by the end of the week. Uh, Tuesday was a great start to that and uh, kind of expected to continue here. Uh, how are you feeling so far at the start of the college basketball season? Oh, oh Lord, this this has been an incredible start. I mean, it start, starts out with James Madison upsetting number four team at Michigan State on the road in an overtime game. I mean, the North Texas game tonight was incredible. The Baylor-Auburn game was a lot of fun. Uh, the US, USC kind of, and watching Collier, man, that dude is a stud. Uh, so um, this basketball season seems – to start off on an even better foot than normal. So I'm so excited for the rest of the year. I mean, your, your excitement is, uh, is noted. And, uh, I can, I can tell, I can tell we can tell you're, you, you know, you, you're the college basketball junkie of the, uh, of the group. And so, uh, glad, glad that you're living up to that. Uh, we have some neutral site games. We're going to start off with here on Wednesday, FAU and Loyola, Chicago, playing in Chicago's backyard model is treating this as a neutral site game. And it kind of is, but it's kind of not, I mean, it's not a travel spot at all for Loyola. So that should give them a little bit more of a boost that the model doesn't even have coded in FAU should be favored in this game. Absolutely. But the model thinks that they're favored by too much. We're going to take Loyola Chicago plus two Oh five. It's a B plus pick. It's almost at the cusp of an A grade right now. You can also take six points if that's your thing. We've just loved money lines. Money lines have been so good to us. The biggest thing for me about this is FAU is being loved by all the preseason hype. In fact, every team that does well one season, at the end of one season, is hyped to do well the next season. Uh, UCLA was that team last year, Jake. I don't know if you remember, they made the Final Four as an underdog, and then the next year, everybody's like, they're a top-five team. And they didn't really play that well out the gate. And the analytics were like, I'm not sure UCLA's that good. We have a similar situation this year with a couple teams that were surprises to go that deep that the analytics are like, they're still not that good, which is interesting because the analytics, myself included, we all thought that FAU was underseeded last year and that they should have actually been better. We were kind of writing them. And so it's interesting that, that that's flipped now after the offseason. Now they're getting all the hype. They're still a good team, but the model thinks that they're a little overhyped based off that run. Again, a la UCLA last year should be favored, but hey, plus odds on a kind of home team is the B grade pick for us here. Jake, tell us more. Look, I think FAU is getting a little out of hand. We're at plus 205. They are the better team, but Loyola is a very solid team. Mm-hmm. They they struggled a bit last year, um, and a lot of that was just new, new new coaching, new players, you know, everything kind of mixed together. And a conference that – the Missouri Valley Conference is tough. So if you start slipping there, it can be very punishing. Uh so and I think a lot of that happened, and I think we're getting a lot of that kind of upping this price a bit. Um, look, they brought back their two two of their top three sc- leading scores. A lot of a lot of talent on this team. I mean, they're they're not that far from home playing at, the, at this arena. 
Florida Atlantic, they're very, very good. But, I mean, that was an exceptional run last year, and it's very hard to repeat something like that. So I want to prove to me that they're they're going to be able to do that twice now that there's a target on them because that that's the difference between some of these small schools and the and the bigger schools like your Dukes and your Kentuckys and your Kansas they do it over and over every you're just, year. You're constantly reloading. Yes, and Florida Atlantic brought back all the talent, but are they ready to go at it again and not just constantly kind of be overlooked? Uh, so playing with that weight is a little different, and who knows they might be getting. A little too high on their own supply. Catch them sleeping in the first game. You got Loyola Chicago. I'm more comfortable in this taking the points than I am money line, but I'll be splitting my wager a bit, taking the points, and then putting enough on the money line or enough on the points to cover the money line. What I have to put on the money line to win, but I think at plus two hundred five, it's a it's too hard to pass up. These teams are much closer in talent than than they're not. Uh, I, I misspoke. Not UCLA last year. UNC is the one I was thinking of last year. I misspoke on that. But yeah, UNC. UCLA was about the, about the same. They 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 struggled there for a bit too. Not yeah, two years be, ago, but I think it was two years ago. Uh, but yeah, UNC was what we about last year. Everyone's hyped and they were like number one, and then they just weren't that good. And and yeah. I'm not saying that I predict the same thing happened here. It's just. It, it, this is the thing, right? Everyone overreacts, and then there's a little bit of group think that happens with these ratings, the rankings, the the talking heads, the media coverage. Kind of group think one person says something, everyone just kind of like copies it, and uh, that's why we have the cold hard math here to just kind of ground us a little bit more in who they have. Again, that's the benefit of a player based model. We do know all these guys are back, but we know there's a lot of other guys coming in, a lot of guys moving around, a bunch of other schools that also are good. Not say if you isn't good, it's just probably not quite as good as uh, everyone's making him out to be. Um, the, 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 my thought on the plus six is I'm just thinking back to opening night, right? Where we took the points with uh, Princeton who won outright, uh, took the points with Georgia who lost outright. And that's kind of my whole spiel has been on money lines is take the money line on both games. You're going to win one, lose one, but at plus odds, it's better rather than you take the points. You win, you got to win both or else you win one, lose one, you've lost money. And so uh, that's kind of the thought process here is think about that. Obviously there will be some dogs that do not win outright and, and uh, do cover. So that's obviously possible, but I, I just love the money lines. I love these plus odds here because I'm thinking about it in relation to the game after that Arizona state, Mississippi state, and kind of the same process of taking two dogs at big plus odds. We just got to win one. We're profitable as opposed to taking points. Um, and if they both lose, we've lost less because we're risking less now on uh, these money lines based off of, again, as y'all are well aware, um, the way that we play things right here, which is the risk plus win adds up to a certain amount, which is what allows us to play underdogs. And it kind of does the math for us with regards to risking only three quarters of a unit or half a unit or something like that. Uh, and so you'll see that in the uh, full recap of the results and everything that again, that spreadsheet, I've got that up and running that link can be found on the website. Um, but you know, the, the, the concept here is we're not risking a ton with either one of these dogs. So if they both lose, okay. If one wins, we've profited plus 170 on Arizona state is the C grade pick Jake. I don't know much about either one of these teams other than Mississippi state last year was all defense. We expect them to be all defense again. And in a game against another team, that's more defense than offense, low scoring game. 
one bad run can really hurt you. Mississippi State should be favored, but we think they're favored by too much. We're going to take the dog here. Hope for an upset. Hope for at least one upset here in this little tournament in Chicago. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that's very, very defensive-oriented game teams that are both physical. Um, early on in, in the year in college basketball, refs have different points of emphasis mm-hmm. and they oh they it which, which is fine like you're like hey we want to clean this part of the game mm-hmm. that typically leads to a lot more fouls at the beginning of the year on mm-hmm. like some physical teams and especially if it's refs that haven't seen this mississippi state team is built through the post like you've mm-hmm. smooth tolu smith dj jeffries very very good big guys that they run through their team on and they're very physical um, i think they're going to get in foul troubles and and that's going to hurt. And then we get some a pressure. The way Bobby Hurley coaches is a pressure defense, where, and where uh, Chris Jans of Mississippi State is more of that pack line defense, not so much pressure in your face. Uh, so I think we're going to have two different styles of way of playing defense. And I'm not sure the Mississippi State has the guards to do this because when your best players are your big guys, this is kind of what I was trying to text you last night with Baylor mm-hmm. at the Baylor Auburn game. They can be they can disappear quicker. Um, because they have to be fed the ball rather than them being able to get the ball and just create their own. Uh, so if that starts happening in a little run, or like a 6-0-8-0 run, Arizona State puts off, off a couple turnovers and be able to keep the ball away from Tolu and DJ Jeffries, that could be all they need to win this game, depending on when it happens. I think with the plus odds, it's a smart to put a little bit on there. I, I feel a lot more comfortable doing that than I do laying points or – like paying the price that you're gonna have to for this Mississippi State team. Yeah, and uh, you know your, your analysis on the Auburn Baylor game was pretty spot on, and we talked about that in the extended cut. I kind of relayed that to the, to the to the viewers there. We talked at the time that Baylor at minus you know one fifteen or whatever it was at the overnight was just a little bit too steep. You know minus one twenty minus one twenty five. It was just kind of a steep price, and for whatever reason Auburn got steamed. And we were talking about it on the Discord and kind of said once it got to even money, I told people I was like, hey, now we've got Baylor. As the pick at even money, it's just a it's it's a little bit of a lean, but we kind of already liked that. We just didn't like the price, and now the price you bet it was a little plus one hundred five and plus one ten. We kind of were talking about on the disc. Hey, like now we've got pretty good price here for that same setup. It's the same thing here. The difference here is, is being the price is a little higher and the talent discrepancy is a little bigger. Auburn and Baylor are closer than these two teams are, but but proportionally, it's kind of the same concept uh, that you're talking about where. Uh, the, the favored team uh, from the SEC, uh, if their big guys kind of disappear a little bit, m- might be the difference maker. We might get a uh, plus odds winner. That's when you and I both were investing here in Baylor, plus odds. And uh, it's the same thing here. We're just starting off with plus odds with, with Arizona State. And that's exactly what happened in that game. Auburn seemed like they were in control of most of the second half. And then kind of at the end of the game, Baylor went on that run and uh, you know just really took control of it. So we'll be looking for the same thing from the Sun Devils here. Uh, tomorrow night uh, or tonight by the time you're watching this, uh, which takes us to the late game here at 10 PM Eastern Jackson state at San Diego. Uh, first off, I, I, I could be completely wrong on this. I could, but I feel like we've seen a lot of these small schools go out to the West coast from, you know, the Southeast and just get it handed to them and come right back because it's a long trip for these kids. And and I say small school specifically, I remember I'm thinking of one last year and I don't remember what conference they were in. It was not a SWAC school. Uh, it was maybe like a, a big South school or something like that. 
that did something similar. And it's just a trip that these kids like don't get to do often. And so it becomes fun for them, which is great. And I'm happy they have that experience, but it might make it a little bit tougher to show up and actually play basketball. Uh, because a, a team like Jackson State, a lot of these small schools, they aren't taking a lot of these trips. This is your once a year long road trip because a lot of your games, your non-conference games are the big schools that are close to you. And those are fun as well, getting to play in the big arenas or their conference games that are relatively close. This is an event. This is an experience, quite a trip out to San Diego uh, for them again, which will be a lot of fun, but uh, it doesn't make it a great spot. Form. And that alone is not why I would fade them. Why I'm fading them here is that the model thinks that San Diego is the better team at home and they're 64% likely to win. So minus 115 gets an A grade for us. San Diego didn't look great in their opener, but Jackson State's still not a very good basketball team. And that's kind of the bottom line for me. Yeah, San Diego, better team. Um, but Jackson State struggled with, I mean, Memphis is good, but uh, there's a, there was a lot of outside factors going on with that Memphis team. I know Jackson State covered, but they did not look they did not look solid at eighty at eighty point and they were just really, really rough. I mean, they shot thirty-three percent from beyond the arc and shot way too many 83s. They turned the ball over like crazy and, and only eight guys played. So that makes me real nervous for them all year because that's not a lot of depth in a game where you're getting blown out. It's not like you were in the game and so you really don't know what they have, much of what they have. San Diego's played a D2 team and gave them a scare, but I mean, you can write a lot of that off at home to first game jitters, uh, overlooking a D2 school kind of thing. Uh, so I think that'll be enough to wake them up. Plus, the travel being at home, they have all the advantages going their way. I think City, with them being the better team, it should be more than enough they need to win this game. And it's and it's a tough travel spot. I mean, they, yeah. they just played two days ago at, at this point, playing Monday, and then out like it's not even like you had a chance to get out there and get settled, you know. And there won't be any body clock issues really, other than just be a late game. That shouldn't be a big issue, but it's just it's a tough spot to play the travel and play, yeah. turn on two days later across the country. Yeah, no chance to fix anything that went wrong. It's not, you might have had a walkthrough. So you're you're definitely not practicing that that next day. So I, I just, it's a bad spot for Jackson State. And that's something that happens a lot here in college basketball is the spots mm-hmm. mean a lot. And uh, this is a, just a terrible spot for Jackson State. The other thing, of course, to note is that both of these teams are going to be playing on the faster side, both of them are in the top 100 in projected pace. And so uh, this is a game that Jackson State just played and just lost to Memphis. And obviously Memphis is a better team, but it's that same sort of like you played in a shootout, you weren't able to really keep up uh, with them. And that'll be probably the same thing with San Diego. San Diego is typically, at least last year, was playing in a lot of higher scoring ball. So they're going to be very used to that. And so it's not like there's going to be some sort of Jackson state should be able to throw them off with pace. If, if this was a, a slower team, then it might be a little bit, Oh, maybe they can control the game, something like that. But th- there shouldn't be anything like that. The travel bad spot. San Diego, just a better team. Let's not overreact to what happened in that first game because we have a whole lot more data from these kids who were here last year, uh, that they're still better than the kids uh, at Jackson state. I say kids, they're, some of them are adults, but whatever. We're getting old. We can say kids, right? <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. For these, these young ones playing college yeah, basketball. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. It's like 1.30 a.m. at this point. I've been like unpacking all day. So it's just, we're, we're just going off the rails here. Um, that's all we've got for today. There is no extended cut 
today because we just spent over an hour uh, on NFL. There is an extended cut on the NFL. So, uh, again, if you want to get all the A-grade picks, all the college basketball, college football, NFL content, including the extended cut for the NFL version, Dub Club is the place to be. That sign-up link is in the show description. Otherwise, Jake, do you have any parting words for the viewer? No, make sure you join the Dub Club for college basketball because updates like Baylor going from minus to 115 to plus 110 or maybe even higher. Uh, well, not just us. Everybody let you know when that's mm-hmm. happening, when we're all on see something. And that was a great payday for everybody that was able to jump on it. So that that happens over and over because basketball lines move very quick from overnight to before, right before game time, especially mm-hmm. early on. That's a great community of people over there. A lot of good content, a lot of good questions, a lot of good interaction and discussion uh, on, on college basketball and other sports. So it's definitely a good place to begin that Discord access through Dub Club. Again, sign up link in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. We hope to see you over there. Otherwise, though, have a good one. We will see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.